the background is we were having discussions after all of the episodes and realized that we were making some really good points. Uh, <laughs> Connecting the, some dots that were just you and I were hearing. <laughs> yeah, so like, hey, let's uh, record some of these. So uh, at least a semi-regular feature, if not a regular feature, will be some of these analyses, depending on how good I guess they turn out to be. Welcome to a bonus analysis and discussion episode with the hosts of the Path Distilled podcast. In these episodes, we talk about the guests that we just had on, how it connects to the guests we've had in the past, and give our take on what you've heard. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot. His story was cool, and it's all he shared was not just about the podcast, but his own story was great. But I was thinking his takeaway from the end, right? I think it's such an important message because there's been so much talk recently, particular, I mean, before COVID, there was a lot of talk about burnout, right? Now COVID, there's kind of a different talk about burnout. Um, and a lot of people have pointed to that whole, you know, if you do what you're passionate about, you'll never work a day in your life as kind of like bad advice. And it's true, right? Like if you think about it, like, if you find something you're passionate about, you should be super grateful about that. But that's, it's a lot of work regardless, right? And sometimes being more passionate about it actually makes it more, you know, more work, right? And more investment, because that's what the point I was making to him, not for our listeners that we're not taking this seriously at all, but you and I for this podcast have a different background and purpose, right? And so I think we put a lot of emphasis on the guests we select and how we're trying to kind of tee them up to tell their stories and making sure that that is kind of taken care of. And certainly you do a lot of work on the, the editing side and all that, but can you imagine being him where he's got all these passions converging where it's like the storytelling, the, the music and producing all these, you know, kind of elements coming in. Um, I can understand why he, he gets so kind of, uh, why he loses so much energy from it, right? And why it's such a kind of uh, uh, a process that could lead to like burnout and needing to kind of recover energy and find kind of the next thing that's going to have that creative kind of energetic feel for him. Sure. Um, so I think that's really a key point, right? Is, you know, burnout has nothing to do with whether you're passionate or not and a lot of times it's actually born more out of the being passionate about something and that reminds me of the the documentary that hbo just ran i'll be gone in the dark yeah, with the golden so state good. killer mm -hmm. and how it basically there was more than one person on there that because of the graphic nature of all the true crime folks were struggling with that they get so they get disturbed by the content in addition to the stress of producing. Um. And look at her story, right? The, the Certainly, you know, I, I watched it and I'm not gonna, you know, right. make any sort of points about what really led to her, you know, death and all that. But, you know, you could see, regardless of her passing away during the story, you could see how much she really invested of herself and how much she wanted to do that, but it also weighed on her doing that. And it all of this conversation reminded me of Patton Oswalt's point of that level of discomfort for someone creating anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a line in the documentary where he says, this is where you know it's about to happen, that moment of discomfort. 
but mm -hmm. people that, ha that haven't created something out of nothing to that extent may not realize how much it pulls out of you in general. It's, it's draining, even if you enjoy it and love it. The creative process is tough. As I was saying, right, especially when it comes to creative pursuits and artists of any sort talk about that, right, that there's certainly so much of themselves that has to go into it. But then also, you know, I love that that Brandon today mentioned the vulner the kind of validation piece, right? And, you know, when you're in a creative pursuit, there's no objectivity. It's all subjective in terms of your definition of success, other people's definition of success, and whether they like it, don't like it, and what they have to say about it. And so it's, you know, the, those creative pursuits, I think, pull at your energy in so many different ways. I love all of our episodes so far, but there's no way for me to step back and assess whether someone else would, I mean, I think they will like them and I hope they like them, but there's no way we truly know, right? It's just a guess. And people have told us that they like them and so I, I think it stands on its own, but uh, yeah, it can run around in your head nonstop. And also not to overquote Patton Oswalt, but he also, the comedian, he also mentioned that another quote that I'm, I didn't even plan on talking about, but he's, I'm paraphrasing his quote, but he said something along the lines of all good ideas fight to stay in your head. Mm -hmm. And that part of the struggle is getting it to where it can see the light of day because it's resisting it. And I've forgotten the, con I've forgotten the context of why he brought it up in that particular part of the film. I guess I should put a spoiler alert before I knew this, but in <laughs> um, the, the documentary, but I, like it resonated so much having everything from the logo. It took a year for us to get through the legal process and creating the logo and all the preface work that had to be done. And yeah, you know how overwhelming it felt at times. And, and I now feel like he needed to, he felt like he need, uh, Brandon Barnett felt like he needed to explain that he's not resentful of it. It's just truly take, can take a toll on you. Yeah, and a lot that goes into it that people don't see or realize, again, to our notion of what's underneath the iceberg. It applies to us and, you know, a pursuit like this as well. Um, but I thought that was interesting for him too, right? Because I think it's always so interesting to me, people who kind of are in more creative pursuits and talk about themselves the way he did, which was that the creativity is really what drives him, but he's never felt, you know, disciplined, organized, all those types of things, right? But to do the things that he's done, you have to be in some way. It just might, I guess, feel messier, look messier, right? Because if you think about it, right, like you could have had idea after idea after idea, but not actually put any, you know, time, investment, organization behind it, right? And I fair to say that he wouldn't have gotten the listenership to any of his podcasts if there wasn't something worth listening to there, right? If it was just an, a good idea, but not a production that was actually worth listening to, right? So I always find it interesting, right? Because I think people think about it like that in that, in that way, right? That whole, which in some ways, I was actually thinking about this when he was talking, right? In some ways, the whole left brain, right brain thing has kind of been debunked as of late, right? Because we don't necessarily think that that's still true about how we work and how things are set up. Well, I would, I agree. I would change the one component of that. I would say it's debunked in the sense that they think it's been overstated. There is right. some truth I mean. to the right. distinction, but they think it's been 
exaggerated for most people or the characterization of it's been exaggerated but um but even before that i was gonna say brandon he didn't mention it in this episode but i know that he considers himself first and foremost an artist Mm -hmm. which i don't consider myself an artist first um so he has even more of that creativity that has to get out of him and you could feel it like you could tell just by talking to him today that how creative he is and even on the spot things were creatively coming out so yeah absolutely and the ideas that he's had right where it's it's all got this thread of kind of storytelling um and production to it but these these just the ideas he's had about the different stories right starting with his own and then going in the different directions he's had it's it's fascinating you know because i think it's it's maybe less common or at least that's what i was thinking about right like typically like I think about an author right like typically they have a style like they write out a particular story whereas for him it seems to be truly just about finding something interesting that he can creatively kind of tell a story for and that's something that kind of I don't know I won't say that they all sound like they personally really like obviously his story and then this most recent one are about kind of his experiences and things that personally connected but even the the crime stories and the this that seven stories one that he has the idea for you could hear a little bit like his interest in there really kind of driving that not in a self-serving way at all right but that it all comes from him finding something of interest and then deciding to creatively pursue how to tell a story and produce this and and make it something that people would uh that would they would enjoy it and in some cases it sounds like benefit from whether you have the crime stories which he said wasn't his intention to help those be solved but sounds like him putting that together created the opportunity for that and then with the seven stories idea you know for tourism um in his town of even trying to get that going so that that fascinated me right of how for him it was just truly about kind of creativity and interest it seemed like sure must comment that I loved the idea behind the seven stories that the whole series sounded fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and he mentioned having to rattle the bushes or whatever the phrase would be to get the information for the the crime podcast. And I, he's a better person than I. I don't think I could get out there and get in the weeds with uh, that subject matter necessarily. I think I would be too timid i guess to get out there and beat on doors and ask people about crimes and what they know about a crime yeah it's so interesting right because i was thinking about it in the context of so for listeners that don't know my original thought when i switched into psychology what is that i wanted to go kind of in in that route i've always been fascinated by you know kind of true crime and and mystery and all that so I actually was thinking about doing kind of going into behavioral analysis maybe working for the FBI one day something like that (laughs) but I feel like that's such a different to me that that was about like me helping right like me using my interest and ability you know developed skill to try and solve something right and determine you know, who did what and, and why and how they did it and try to understand it and, and make an impact in that way. 
I can't imagine doing that in this way, right? Where like, I feel like I'd be, I overthink like just the questions that we ask in terms of making sure that we're not leading their stories too much on this podcast or that, you know, they're kind of telling things, the things that they want to tell or the way that they want to tell. And we're just trying to help kind of support that and finish that along for the aims of the podcast, but really in a way for, uh, to allow them to tell their story that would be of benefit. I can't imagine trying to put something together and thinking about all these people at work and the big thing at stake. And yeah, I feel like, you know, he was talking about that. I was like, nope, I wouldn't want to do that either. Um, and the listeners might not know that I wanted to be a Brad Pitt lookalike. <laughs> but that didn't work out. So There's still time. There's still hope. That's true, true. Yeah, it's Brad Pitt with a hat or cap. <laughs> Or bald Brad Pitt, that's what I was shifted to. <laughs> it's much more succinct, and it even, uh, what's that called, alliteration? <laughs> bald Brad Pitt. Works well, too. <laughs> uh, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you next time. Uh, follow us, like us, share us. Path Distilled is hosted by Kevin Harris and Lauren Tashman, created and produced by Kevin Harris. The content is copyrighted by the Path Distilled, all right reserved.